Chapter 1, September 11th, 1777. Brandywine. Fred and Alan Roberts slept side by side every night if they could. They were born only 17 months apart and looked so much alike that most people thought that they were twins. When they didn't have to work on the family farm and were able to go to school, they sat side by side in the one-room schoolhouse down the hill from their farm, right next to General Anthony Wayne's estate, Waynesboro. Some brothers fight when they're too close, but not Fred and Alan. One always seemed to be an extension of the other. They got along so well that their parents, until just a few years ago, thought that they had the perfect brood of children. Connie's running away to Philadelphia and becoming a prostitute shattered that illusion. But in many ways, it made their parents cling even more to the perfection of the three remaining, Betsy, Fred, and Alan. And now that they were proudly serving as rebel patriots in the 5th Pennsylvania Regiment, 2nd Pennsylvania Brigade, under the leadership of their esteemed neighbor, General Anthony Wayne, the brothers clung even tighter to each other. Even though they only signed up a few months ago, having just turned 17 and 18, and even though they had just been in training and had never been in battle, they had admitted to each other, yet of course to no one else, that they were scared. Scared that they would never marry. Scared that they would never have children. Scared that they would never see their family again. Scared that they would be maimed in war, yet still have to live. Yet as much as they were scared, they were excited. And they were committed. They hated the British. They hated the way that the British forced their parents and their neighbors to pay their hard-earned money in taxes to support a king and a queen and a people thousands of miles away. They hated the way that their brothers in spirit, patriots in Massachusetts, Connecticut, and the other New England colonies were persecuted, tortured, shot, and killed for standing up for themselves and for wanting the liberty and freedom that is every man's right. So when General Wayne went from farm to farm looking for paolis in Pennsylvania's finest, Fred and Alan signed up, along with most of the local boys they knew. Nope, paoli wasn't a place for loyalists, although they knew there were some in towns nearby. Christine Roberts, known to all as Teeny, cried when she saw General Wayne ride up dismount his white horse and head toward their house. She knew why he was there. Although she was as much a patriot as anyone else, those boys were still her babies. The war had now come to her doorstep. She knew General Wayne from growing up with him and running the rolling hills of Paoli and Easttown Township together as a child. She respected his military genius. Although she didn't like his fiery temper, that caused people in derision and in respect to call him mad before calling him his given name. Although proud that her boys were standing up for their convictions and wanted to fight for their new country, she cried even more when, after sitting around the hearth with General Wayne, Fred, Allen, and her husband Orlin, Fred and Allen signed up on the dotted line. They were now officially soldiers in the Continental Army. A few weeks later, a courier came to their house and dropped off orders for Fred and Allen, signed by General George Washington himself. And now, this 31st day of July, 1777, 
You are hereby commissioned as a private infantryman in the Continental Army, 5th Pennsylvania Brigade, under the command of General Anthony Wayne, and ordered to report for duty to halt the advancement of the British at Brandywine, Chester County, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Signed, General George Washington, Commander-in-Chief, Continental Army, United States of America. Those orders were tucked safely in a pouch that each of them carried on their belts from the time they marched out of Paoli, down the Darby Paoli Road, and then down the Baltimore Pike until they came to the lush Brandywine Valley and the river that flowed right through it. Jimmy Sisko, who lived down the street from the Robertson Paoli, blew his bugle loudly, signaling to the 5th Pennsylvania that it was time to wake up. Allen opened his eyes and then he closed them. Daytime came around all too quickly, whether you had worked the night watch like he did or not. The ground that he slept on was always hard, despite using whatever pallet he could put down to soften it. How he longed for the softness of his bed at home, the one he made with his own hands from the tall tulip poplar trees that grew in their backyard. Jimmy blew his bugle loudly again. This time Fred opened his eyes and he kept them open. He stretched and then hit Alan lightly. Wake up, little brother, Fred said. Do I have to, asked Alan. Beats the alternative, said Fred, laughing. I guess you're right about that, said Alan, as he stretched and threw off the thin blanket that covered him. Although the daytime temperatures soared into the 90s, he always felt a little cool sleeping outside on the dewy grass. The bugle sounded again. Fred and Alan knew that they had about 10 minutes left at the most before they had to line up with the rest of the 5th Pennsylvania for morning inspection and breakfast. Morning inspection wasn't as grueling as some of the others. It was more like the attendance lineups that they had in school. A count to see who was present, to see how many were left, to see if any had deserted in the night. Luckily though, the 5th Pennsylvania were a loyal bunch so far. They didn't have the desertion problems that some of the other regiments did. Most of the brigade knew each other from their small towns and they knew their commander, so their loyalty ran deep. Fred and Allen grabbed their rifles and headed towards the open field where the other soldiers began to assemble. They had long gotten used to walking, standing, and paying attention when they were hungry. Food was not in the greatest supply at camp, even though they were surrounded by farms on every side. There were more loyalists down in that part of Chester County. If their home folk from Paoli weren't able to bring down food that week, sometimes there wasn't enough, especially meat, to go around. Hey Josh, Fred said to the soldier walking next to him, heard from the family? Not for a few weeks, Josh said. Alan called out, Tommy, wait up. Tommy Wilson, who attended church with him, stopped and turned around. They put their heads together and were in animated conversation as they headed towards the open field. Waiting for them, fully dressed, in all of his regalia, looking every bit the commander, was their own General Anthony 